745 on a Saturday. That means it's time for another wine chat with our friend Jack Farrow from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Welcome to summer. Yes, about time we finally have it. it A heat wave. We're having a heat wave. A tropical heat wave. Yes. What uh, what can we talk about today? I thought we'd talk about three things today. One, America's history with wine, tying into the 4th of July. Ted's 4 for 40 on the 4th. And then talk a little bit about sangria, which is a wonderful punch to have, a wine punch to have, uh, to enjoy with your holidays. The first and foremost is, you know, I, I think it's amazing that Thomas Jefferson, one of our founding fathers, someday hoped vineyards would be all across this land. And, of course, about five years ago or seven years ago, I can't remember which, it was announced that all 50 states, have bonded vineyards in them. So uh, what Jefferson foretold finally came true. And all our founding fathers were big wine aficionados. Jefferson wrote a book on his travels throughout Europe, and the different some of the vineyards are actually still in business that he wrote about uh, 200 years ago. So it, it, we have a noble history connected with wines uh, in the United States, and now we are finally have achieved... Uh, a big milestone in the fact that uh, we're the largest consumer of wines in the world in the United States and uh, one of the biggest producers of wines in the entire world. And uh, so we're going to celebrate a little of that. Ted Farrell picked four for 40 on the fourth. He picked four wines, all American, that would be great Fourth of July wines to have. The first wine is Second Growth Rosé from Willamette Valley in California, and it uh, is from Pinot Noir grapes, and it's a delicious rosé. It really is wonderful. Then Projection Chardonnay, a California Chardonnay, that is just simply delicious. It would be perfect with shrimp on the barbie. And then Lake Girl Zinfandel. I love that name, Lake Girl, especially on the 4th of July when, believe me, this 4th of July is going to be kind of hot, a jump in the lake will probably be very refreshing. And Lake Girls Inn is a Lodi Inn that is really a very special and would go great with ribs or, or for that matter, just uh, burgers on the grill. And lastly, Fog Mountain Cabernet Sauvignon, and those are his four picks for 40 on the 4th. They cost $40. They're all tied together, the four uh, bottles of wine. And great way to celebrate the 4th of July. So stop in any Haskell's and get four for 40 on the 4th. Now let's talk a little bit about sangria. Sangria is a red wine punch. And the word itself comes from the Spanish blood, sangri. And uh, it's usually red wine with chopped fruit and usually cut with water or club soda a little bit, and it's such a refreshing drink to have on a hot day. Uh, and there's all sorts of uh, stories about the origin of sangria. Some people claim it wasn't even originated in Spain, but in the Spanish uh, colony, or yes, the Spanish colonies and the Spanish islands in the Caribbean. And it was originated in the 18th century. And like I said, it has a Spanish name, so they argue a lot of people, even from Mexico, claim it's a Mexican invention. But whoever invented it, uh, hats off to them because it's a wonderfully delicious thing. Uh, and 
Well, like like you said, there's very little about the history of it. What really made sangria popular, at least in this country, was that World's Expo in 64 in New York City when the Spanish Pavilion featured a lot of sangria, and the Americans just loved it, went to this wine punch, and the ingredients and variations of sangria are just overwhelming. You can make a red wine sangria, you can make a white wine sangria, you can even make a rosé wine sangria, and I'm going to give you some hints for that stuff in just a moment. But sangria itself is a very, as I said, refreshing drink. It's kind of interesting as you travel in Spain. The only time you see anybody drinking sangria in a bar, they're usually tourists, because the uh, Spaniards themselves, the only time they really have sangria in Spain is if they're having a big party and it's an afternoon party at home. That's when they serve sangria. It's an inexpensive way to serve a lot of people, and it's delicious. I mean, who can deny the pleasures of uh, red wine punch with lots of fruit in it? I mean, it's just uh, terrific, in my opinion. And, you know, the fruits you can use in sangria are just overwhelming. Uh, You know, you put in the typical sangria, red sangria, is lemon and orange slices. And then usually... Uh, people put in cherries, strawberries, raspberries. Apples are often put in sangria. My suggestion there is always use green apples and cut them kind of thin. You know, for that matter, you can use any leftover fruit. Even kiwi and mango are pretty good. Strawberries and raspberries are good with a little mint added to them. And who can deny the pleasure of, say, white wine sangria with some sliced southern peaches? That would be just great. Even pineapple is often used, those tropical fruits, in sangria. And it makes for, like I say, a very celebratory type of drink. Uh, It's generally lower in alcohol than most wines because you usually add club soda to it. And it's refreshing, a great afternoon drink. And like I say, if you can follow the Spaniards' pattern, they uh, have sangria at home when they're entertaining a big crowd. And on the 4th of July, if you're having a big crowd over, why not make some sangria? It's really good with hors d'oeuvres. It it lends itself to cheese, in my opinion. So if you have a cheese tray or something. And then we're fortunate because we have so many fruit uh, concentrates to make, like, frozen lemonade and frozen orange juice frozen grape juice, even frozen fruit punch. A can of that added to the sangria can be absolutely delicious. And if you want a little sweeter sangria, you can always add sugar. And the best way to add the sugar is in the form of simple syrup. And simple syrup is real easy to make. It's a cup of water with a cup of sugar. Usually it's a good idea to have the water kind of warm, the sugar dissolves more completely, and then you put that simple syrup in the sangria, and you have a, a sweetened sangria that really is terrific. We have uh, three recipes for sangria. I'll go over them real quickly, but if you can't write them down, which is obvious, you probably can't, you're in the car or something, why not just go to Haskell's Facebook page, and we have all these recipes. For red sangria, here's something interesting. Our Uncle Terry, who's our mixologist over in St. Paul, thinks that Nouveau Beaujolais is better than Rioja. Well, 
I didn't know about that until I tasted it, and by God, I think he's right. He took a bottle of Nouveau Beaujolais, six ounces of club soda, two ounces of brandy, two ounces of triple sec. Now, triple sec is an orange liqueur. Then he sliced up one orange, a lemon, a lime, and a green apple, mixed them all in a pitcher, and served red sangria. It was terrific. I think the secret was the two ounces of triple sec and using that Nouveau Beaujolais, which is nice and fruity. And as I said, the six ounces of club soda cut that down kind of nicely, uh, the alcohol content, and, and make it more refreshing. For his white uh, sangria recipe, he uses Haskell's Maison Blanc, six ounces of club soda, and here's his secret ingredient there, two ounces of limoncello. For those of you who have been to Italy, limoncello is a very popular drink and very often in Italian restaurants given to you complimentary after dinner. It's a very, very delicious lemon drink, and believe me, I think it made his white sangria. So he took a bottle of Haskell's Maison Blanc, six ounces of club soda, two ounces of limoncello, two ounces of brandy, and another secret ingredient, a little bit of tarragon. Peach, apple, lemon sliced up, put them in a pitcher, and I was blown away. I didn't think I'd like white sangria, but with that little bit of tarragon and limoncello in there, it made the grade. It was delicious. And his last one is the rosé sangria, where he took a bottle of rosé de Maine Fazi from uh, France, six ounces of club soda. Here he put a couple ounces of rum, a couple ounces of triple sec. Again, his secret ingredient, limoncello, and he put some mint in there. And in the rosé sangria, he added fresh strawberries. Well, it was delicious, too. So all three of those made for very, very interesting drinks, in my opinion. Red sangria, white sangria, and rosé sangria. And it just goes to show you that a wine punch, uh, whether it's called sangria, which, incidentally, sangria is a protected name that only the Portuguese and the Spaniards can use in the European common market. If you get sangria, for example, in Sweden or Germany, it has to say German sangria or Swedish sangria on it. It can't use the simple word sangria, but the Portuguese, for the Iberian Peninsula, Portugal and Spain, they are entitled to that word sangria. And as I said, it's been around a long time, and there's good reason for it. It's refreshing, it's delightful, and it's a very inexpensive way to serve a bunch of people wine, and it makes a great aperitif. If you're having a picnic, why not give it a try? And as I said, you can try any one of these recipes. You can go to our Facebook page, and they're all listed there. Or stop into any Haskell store, and they'll be very happy to share it with you. Uh, but for me, on the 4th, I'm going to have a little sangria. Wow, some great information, especially when I look at the forecast, Jack, and it's going to be 92, 93 degrees. It's going to be a perfect weekend yes, for that, well, besides the four. is so refreshing. You know, you put ice in it. I, I didn't say that, but uh, I should have, perhaps. You, you put a lot of ice in it, so it stays icy cold. And as I say, that club soda, with six ounces, is about the same as a quarter bottle of wine. So you're diminishing the wine by about 25% by adding the six ounces of club soda. Now, you do increase the alcohol a little bit when you add the brandy and the lemoncello and that type of thing, but they add a nice little oomph to it, 
And, you know, you don't want to overdo it, but a couple of glasses of sangria on a hot day are an absolute joy, in my opinion. And I, as I said a moment ago, I know what I'm going to be having while we're waiting for the brats on the grill on the 4th of July. I'm going to have a glass of that sangria. And you know what I'm going to try is that white sangria because I just found that limoncello and that tarragon in there were an absolute inspiration. It made it just that much more zingy and interesting. How refreshing sound that is. Well, Jack, uh, I know folks, if they want to get more information or need to do a little shopping for some ingredients, get to any Haskell's location. Yes, any Haskell's. And don't forget about Ted's 4 for 40 on the 4th. Four wines, American wines, for $40 on the 4th of July. And has all sorts of wines, just thousands of them. And they're good at pairing wine with food. So stop into a Haskell's, tell them what you're going to fix for your 4th of July, and they'll pick a wine, and they'll pick a wine, best of all, that will not break the bank. It'll be very affordable. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, in Excelsior, right at uh, the dock in downtown Excelsior. There's a Haskell's in Faribault, right off at 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed, especially that wall that holds almost 16,000 bottles of wine. There's a Haskell's in downtown Minneapolis, which incidentally is open Saturday and Sunday with free parking. Haskell's at Ridgedale and Minnetonka, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. If you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com, where you can see our summer sale flyer right online. Fantastic. Jack, have a happy 4th, and let's uh, let's talk a week from today, if you Denny, can. Denny, I'm going to look forward to it, and you have a happy 4th of July as well, and a safe one for all of our WCCO listeners. Well said. Thank you, Jack. Jack Farrell from Haskell's back next Saturday morning here on CCO.